What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. John, this this Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by easewellness.com, promo code HAM. Promo code HAM, promo code HAM, easewellness.com, best CBD products delivered to your house, promo code HAM. And, John, it's brought to you by Hair Club. Hairclub.com slash HAM, guy. Hairclub.com slash ham support the pod on to the segment do you think steph could just if he wanted to just average 37 a night well let's just say they flip-flop james harden and steph or just you built the offense or a team like they have for james harden with steph would he average 40 if he wanted yeah i mean if he yeah you mean like just if, playing if that they built way. it like yeah. that and yeah. that's the way they play right I, I say it all the time and people are like, because I always get offended. I, I saw this, like, arguing for centers and, like, someone, a new age fan was like, Draymond would dominate Patrick Ewing. I'm like, go fucking YouTube Patrick Ewing from the 80s. Dr- Draymond would struggle with Patrick Ewing. I'm sorry. David Robinson, like, all the seven-footers. I love Draymond to death. But, I mean, let's – we jumped – Michael Jordan in his prime, I think, in this NBA with the rules, I think could average 40. I, I No, I think he would average 40. <laughs> And I think you saw last night, which was cool, that it's just like – because I do think for being an all-time great player, he does take some shit. And some of it's self-inflicted. Some of it's just the nature of this team. But I think people are like, is he truly like the best player in the world? Yeah, this motherfucker's elite, stone-cold killer. In a game where they knew that he was their only saving grace, he dropped 47. And it wasn't like, you know, he shot 10 of 50. But what about the boxing one? They're all going to be focused on him. He was 14 of 31 guy, 14 and six of 14 from three. And to me, here's the other like little nuggets. This was always like a Kobe type game. If Kobe had this game, he would have got so much credit. 47, seven and eight. You know, it wasn't just like 47, one and two. Yeah. He was doing other shit. How about this? 47, seven and eight. And he had two steals. And he only had three turnovers. Like he was really good. He was, that was a legendary step. Like, yeah, if I had to go out guns blazing, I'm Michael Jordan level dominant, right? I'm glad he had that game. 
Oh, it's so, I mean, it's they're in a little trouble now. But. Yeah, they are. I mean, now Clay's coming back, but the, the big, the biggest issue was the rat. Now there were two massive issues, right? No one else was scoring, and the Raptors just you, they couldn't stop them. They could not get a stop. Well, you, you can't win a game without Clay Thompson when Draymond has a shitty game for himself. Now his box score actually doesn't look terrible: seventeen, seven, and four. But he even said after the game, like I was terrible. Like he even said after the game, guy, that if I have a good game to go along with what Steph just did, we win. And I think he's right. Now, win may be strong, but it's definitely like one one twenty three to one twenty. You know, it it wasn't really that close because he was just off, and he had he had some late shots. He just wasn't very good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he just wasn't very good for his standard. Like he just. He was off. Like his at one time during the game, like Marcus tweeted, like maybe Draymond needs to stop doing these fly down the the court and drive because it's not working right now. Because a couple times he did. Uh, I think he does it sometimes and it works because Iguodala, like you always say, it's like the greatest pass catching team like in NBA history. He did a Kaepernick where he throws a fastball with McKinney three feet away from him. He threw the fastest pass I've ever seen for a guy. Literally, I mean, he probably could have touched. And I think he was kind of mad, but he also realized, like, that's not really fair to throw at that level of speed. Because McKinney, before he could even put his hands up, the ball was already flying into the stands. It was it was so hard. And I, honestly, Iguodala, I mean, I don't think any of the Warriors catch that ball. It hits probably hits Durant in the nose and breaks and shatters his nose. The Draymond was just kind of flustered. And, I, and maybe he was kind of trying too hard. That's what you know, I think, yeah. Knowing that he had to be super good. Knowing that Haberman and Middlecoff were talking about whether he could go for 37. <laughs> you yeah. texted me You texted me at the first air ball like, I don't think he's going for 37 tonight. 23 ain't got it going for 37. It, there, to me, there's two type of air balls. Well, you're like, oh, he's just definitely going to air ball. I'm going to catch it and put it back in. Then there's just the air ball that hits the teammate that's in like mid-play move. Like Steph is just running under the basket and it hits him in the stomach. And he just catches it and stops and realizes, I got the fucking ball in my hand. That's what, that's what happened when he did that. Uh, I mean, you're not, it's just going to be so – if Lowry and Green and Van Vliet are going to combine for 14 threes, John, those three guys were all 50% or better from three. Well, even if they had Clay and Kevin last night, the Ra- like that was an A game from the Raptors. They had it was, had but I also think those, those are two really just long, good defenders that maybe they don't shoot forty five percent from three and fifty three percent from the field. Buddy uh, Jordan Renan that covers the Giants texts me. You can tell like when a guy, you know, kind of parachuting in, he's just like, "Is Boogie really this shitty?" I'm like, "Well, it's a combination." No. He's hurt, and, you know. He's, he played a lot of minutes, but I think if you just kind of parachuted in last night, you're like. Ugh, what the fuck is this? Well, I think I heard somebody on NBA radio. I don't know who it was this morning. Minus twelve. Make a good point about him. Like, first of all, you could tell, and I think Mark Jackson said he just has no lift. And obviously, now these one day off between games, he just he was worn. But the other point somebody made, it was a former player. Um, it, it was a couple nights because they played Sunday. They got Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Well, whatever. But I just mean like just. Just not having like the the leg, he just doesn't have his legs and his wind, and he is just clear. So two nights, I mean, hell, it might three nights might not have done it for him. But I think part of it, the point the NBA player made was, um, uh, part of this too is both. You have to consider this: both of his injuries have been non-contact injuries. 
So how much he trusts his body? Like I'm a little concerned. Does he, does, does he do? Does he hurt himself playing like this? Um, it's possible because I think one thing that happens, like Achilles, go. This guy's playing on a recovered Achilles, and Achilles, you hurt your Achilles sometimes when your body is just overworked. So it could part of this could be like, does he totally trust his body yet? He's had two non-contact injuries. That's kind of scary. He's a bigger guy in He's general. A bigger guy. Yeah, it's just it would take a while. Forget about just your conditioning, just to trust your body. So there's a lot going on with Demarcus. So I don't I don't blame him for looking the way he looked yesterday. I don't blame him necessarily either, but like last night the Warriors were depending on him. Like to have a chance they needed him to be good. And he yeah. wasn't just bad, he was just atrocious. He was I thought by like the second half he was unplayable. I mean, like, John, Andrew Bogut. But, but Andrew Bogut's a better player right now. Or he was last night. Well, I'm like, just I, saying, we're talking about a final. He played 22 minutes in a series in which we didn't think we'd even see him until KD got hurt the previous series. Maybe yeah, we'd maybe actually just, see him a little with the Gasol. And, newsflash, the, the Warriors aren't built for to lose Kevin and KD. No. I mean, guy, uh, Jarebko played 10 minutes. I, I don't know about you, if, but that might be a little strong. If you take your glasses off, Jarebko's fade. Uh, you don't wear glasses. I do. Contacts. Drepko's fade from far away. His haircut kind of looks like Clay. You could convince me from far away. It was lighter, though. Is is Drepko a legitimate NBA player, or is he just kind of hanging on because he's kind of tall? I think he's a legitimate NBA player. I mean, being tall is part of the deal. Like, he's 6'10", and he can, you know, he's not a bad three-point shooter. Last year, he shot 41% from three. So he's getting another contract next year from someone? Yeah, I think he's an NBA player. I, I, no, I mean he's been an NBA player. I'm just saying at this current state, like at 32 years old, right? Are, are, is is he in that? Is he in the league next year? That's how I think where I'm going. Like I'm not trying to diminish his career. No, I understand. I'm just looking like he's been. It looks to me like basically the same player since he For was a long 20 time. Since, since he was 25. Has he ever averaged like 10 play or 10 points a game? His, his rookie career? year, he averaged nine. Then he hurt his Achilles. So he had a major injury early. There's a chance he was a better athlete pre Achilles. I don't sure. have the and and the, the team he played on was bad, so he probably took a, how many shots did he take? Probably took a lot of shots relative to what year did he hurt his Achilles? Oh, he missed the entire season. Up. Yeah, gotcha. If if you told me, do you know where Jonas Terepko started his career? I, I mean, I would have guessed like the Utah Jazz. I never would have guessed the Detroit Pistons would have been near the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> would you have guessed the Detroit Pistons? I don't know. It's hard now that I know. It's hard to know what I would have guessed. I mean, I I can picture him as a piston. Uh, Clay, how miserable did Clay look last night? He looked fucking kind of pissed off. Like this was not my choice. Because I I was thinking about a tweet. I'm like, oh, this won't go over well. Like, why won't Kevin ever sit on the the, the sideline in his uni? Now, technically, Clay was active, right? They just weren't going to play him. Right. Was that true? Correct. He he could have come in, right. like if they wanted to. The, the, so the report, like two minutes before game time, he's just not going to play, but he's active. I, I I have two takes on him not playing. One is that you don't play him if you know Kevin's not going to come back. If you can get an extra forty eight hours to get that hammy, you know, from sixty percent to eighty five, mm-hmm. if you can super stem it, or if you know Kevin's coming back and you're like, we're just going to come out guns blazing starting Friday. Like, where, where do you stand on – because we now know Clay's coming back. Right. He, he he could have played last – if that's game seven, he plays. Right. If you told him, he's kind of pissed off, I bet, today. Like, he probably – If it's feels, game six and they're de- – if it's an elimination game, he probably plays. 
don't you think if you just sat with him today, he's really angry and mad because he feels he feels responsible? Like if they would have let me play, right. I could have helped them out. We might have won the game. Yeah, yeah. But I to me the 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 risk I understand is if your doctors are telling you if he plays this game, there's a good chance that he injures himself further to the point that he can't play the rest of the series. The team made the right decision. You have to take the decision out of his hands. I think. I mean, I know. The great, the great scene in War Dogs is when they're driving through what they call like the Triangle of Death, except they don't know it's the Triangle of Death. They're driving to like Baghdad with a bunch of ammunition and guns. And they're like, uh, is this pretty safe? And the driver's like, yeah, pretty safe. 50-50. He's like, 50-50? Like, if you're telling me Clay's 50-50 last night that he would have further injured his, himself yeah. and wouldn't have been available again, then you don't, you don't play him. Really quick on the War Dogs, spoiler alert. I've watched it before. Does it, didn't it turn out the bullets were blanks or something? Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't see. I didn't get all the way to the end because it was on AMC, and AMC has long commercials every three uh, minutes. So I didn't get all the way to the do, end. But do you remember that? Have you seen it before? Yeah, there was something with the stuff. There was some. Yeah, something what happened? I think it screwed them. They got hosed somehow. I. Do you think. remember? Didn't that movie was it supposed to come out and something controversial happen, or was that a different movie? That's the uh, the Seth Ro- you thinking of the Seth Rogen? Oh, I'm thinking about a different movie. Yeah, the interpreter. The interview. Maybe? The interview. Okay. Yeah. Different movie. Um, what's his name's lost a lot of weight since then. Yeah, that was probably, War Dogs was probably as big as he ever was, right? He was a, he was a big boy. Jonah Hill. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do you at this point? I can't. Well, I, I, I don't and, think. And, we're gonna- well, now it's fair to say, like Friday. <laughs> Friday's a must-win. The Warriors have to win. You can't go down 3-1 going back to Toronto. That would be a problem. If they go down 3-1, I'd say, yeah, they're going to lose the series. Unless you tell me Kevin's coming back and he's 70%. But even then, I, I wouldn't. it could mess up some shit. I don't know. It could you mess know, up. I, They'd be down 3-1. Mess it up. But I just mean like he no, could. I know. You know, I, they got to win Friday. I, I don't even think that's a that's not hyperbole or anything. Like Friday's really important, and I think they knew that the moment they set down Clay, knowing that they got Friday. The Toronto, uh, you have to acknowledge this, has a legitimate chance to be the NBA champions, right? Yes, but I thought that after Game One, I didn't. I do now. I didn't think but, it was going to happen, but I, you know. But it dramatically changed when Clay yeah. left the game, didn't come back, and then missed a game. Now we're no doubt. Because now we've seen, like, Steph can go for 50, 10, and 10, and they can easily, easily lose. Because yeah. I thought last night, well, it, the, the Raptors pretty much controlled the game. Now they got some lucky fucking threes, but Steph had one where he double dribbled and they got a three. At the end of the half. I, I, if, when we did this podcast yesterday, if you told me Steph has was 40... That your, didn't you have, like, a, a media day rule tweet? That was a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, media, yeah, media, media game rules. That that was an obvious double dribble, right? I mean, he just the a ball. carry. Yeah, it was insane. Even Vinicius like, oh, I guess we're not calling that. <laughs> um, Luckily, the I, three was pretty sweet because it was pretty deep. <laughs> like, ah, whatever. But then didn't didn't they come down? Didn't Van Vliet or Danny Green hit a three on the other end? Have you well, noticed, by the way, how Ral Bob tweeted that it was like an NBA record off Golden State makes the Raptors averaged uh, coming the possession off a Golden State make was like 1.6 points per possession. So almost every single make, and this is back to your point, I saw some people tweeting about it today. Like, if your number one premise of why the Warriors lost was not their shitty defense, you're just you're talking about the wrong shit. Like, yeah. they were horrendous on defense. Have you noticed how bad, like, 9 out of 10 players who take a half-court shot from the from at a buzzer, like, how bad those shots are? 
Well, Steph's just dramatically better than everyone. Steph is dramatically better than the people that shoot at halftime for cars, but he's dramatically better than everybody else in the league. Because it shows you how fast the game's going. Like, these guys, it's just hard for them not, like, their momentum. All these, like, all these shots, none of them come up short. They all break the backboard or go past the hoop. These guys are so strong, so much adrenaline, and Steph's ability to have touch um, in those situations is really impressive. Yeah, it's it's the one thing is with the Raptors when their guys get hot, they do got some guys like when any anytime Danny Green. One thing that hit me last night was this isn't your typical just like random dude team. I mean, Serge Ibaka was a major player on some of those great Thunder teams. I, I watched Danny Green in the fucking finals and big games with the with the Spurs. Like they obviously Kawhi and say what you want about Kyle Lowry. He's played in a lot of playoff games the last five or six years. Like, they do have a lot of guys with a lot of experience in big, big moments. So, you just watch Marcus Gasol's played in a lot of big games. And that, not that he played that much, but they don't have that many guys. Like, how's Giannis going to react in the the Western or Eastern Conference Finals? Like, I, I, I thought Ibaka, I mean, Jesus, where did he get those hops? They're back. He had some blocks last night. Someone tweeted at, or someone, buddy of mine texted me. Tell me what you think about this. He's like, hey, Quinn Cook, the backboard is your fucking friend. You can't lay it up soft when you're 5'11 in the NBA and you got guys trailing. It'll get blocked every time. You have to go off the backboard because it'll be immediate goaltend. You're not in even theory. trying to make it. Yeah, in theory, but it's like. No, I mean, in theory, they call that a goaltend. Yeah. Okay, we're going to dive into that in a second. But do you agree you can't go the soft finger finger roll layup on a fast break yeah. with the he, guy? Did, like, he had to go reverse on one which was a really nice reverse Haberman's take on the refereeing last night wasn't good I how mean, was there a take do you, do you think that's kind of not even strong enough I, I felt no like I, black and white either it's good enough or it's not good enough it wasn't good I don't know that it needs to be strong it wasn't good like, like I don't, it, what is, it, it felt like a historically poor effort by them all. Like missing. I don't missing know what you want me to say. Bad officiating is bad officiating. Period. Well, there was, like a, I, there, was, there was a stretch early in the game where it felt very sternish. They were waiting a second after plays and then blowing the whistle. You're like, oh, that's shady. And then so I don't think just, it's shady. I've got, I've, had, I've got the explanation on this on one NBA refs theory last year, and I shared it after the – you remember the controversial play last year was one of them, was the block charge with LeBron and Kevin. You remember that play in front of the restricted area? And the game whistle one. came really late from the other official, like across the court. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember the moment. I think it was, I think it was the or... finals. And I texted a buddy of mine who was an NBA official, and he said one of the things. It was, it was game one because it was a super close game, and LeBron was going nuts, remember? And the guy said one thing that happens is when you have all these guys that don't work together all year, what usually happens in a regular season game is the crew chief – has no problem like taking control if he sees a call that's not really in his area, but he's the crew chief. Like that guy might be just a dominant. He's the crew chief, so he's going to make that call. He's the boss. Yeah. And what happens in these games is these guys are a little slower. He thinks not for good or bad. He was just saying the reason he thinks sometimes these calls come later in the NBA playoffs is if you've got a bunch of crew chiefs. Sometimes guys are a little hesitant to step on so like it's the so other like, guy. Call like it? last night, the story was two of the four guys. One had one NBA Finals game. The other guy had never worked an NBA Finals game with Mark Davis. So you think Mark Davis kind of like overrides him like a minute? Uh, yeah, like a I don't know. I've never thought of Mark Davis as an NBA Finals official. I don't think most people have. I've seen him 
And so well, he's he was, the guy. Uh, he he was the most. He's the guy that teed up Rajon Rondo from across the court once, like the yeah, other I mean, end of the floor in like a three seconds left in the game. It does feel like he historically he's one of the more sensitive guys in the league. So I was surprised he was officiating that game. But yeah, it just it just last night was a moment where. Today is going to become about Adam Silver kicking this guy out of the league, and we're just worried about the wrong problems. Not that that's not a problem, but that is going to overwhelm when the officiating I thought last night was historically poor. If I had money on that game, I would have been just incensed. Because one thing, listen, I get calls are hard. The, to me, the easiest call in basketball is if it hits the backboard, you fucking blow the whistle that the guy touches it. And there was another one where the ball was coming off and Bogut tipped it back. It was clear it was going the other way, even Van Gundy. Like, it, it was just a it was a rough night in the NBA Finals Game 3 that just can't happen. And your response is, well, it happens. Well, it just... Yeah, I mean, if, it's, it's... It's why so many people naturally go, yeah, and NBA's rigged. You know, it's why it's why that they carry that connotation, you know? And games like last night don't help to shake. Because I think the common guy... I think they say their game's rigged because there was a guy who rigged the NBA who said, like, I think that's a big part of it. Well, yeah, I mean, they've had... They have a history of a referee working for the mob. And they, they played it pretty well that he was a rogue... He went rogue, right, with the uh, with the Italian mob in Philly. The NBA jumped on that, and we're like, oh, "Are you sure?" <laughs> you know, the, the NBA wanted that to go away, and I could yeah. start credit. He got it to go away, no doubt. Uh, you think you think we uh, here we are now three games, and you think we see Kevin? I don't know. I don't either. No, I don't either. I, I if I was a Warriors fan, though, like seeing the. F- Clay's face. I mean, this is a guy that has. I was listening to someone say the reason you can't shoot up a hamstring is because then it numbs it, and that's when you can pop it mm. because you just feel like I'm fucking 100, percent mm-hmm. and then boom, it pops. Which, if you gave Clay the option, he probably would just shoot it up. This guy has 200 million dollars on the line, and I don't think he gives a shit. And to me, the Warriors have always been defined of nothing's about the money; it's just about trying to win chips. Yeah. Like last night, like that doesn't happen. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns probably taps out. Devin Booker wouldn't be in that moment. Chris Paul would probably miss the rest of the series. Like I, I was just thinking like how I'm going to hate this team one day when it's led by Devin Booker and Carl Anthony Towns in like seven years. Like I just – and the ratings will affect it because people will hate it. But so just – this is a, this is like old school. It's like you got Ronnie Lott and Ray Lewis playing for your team. Like it's – you're not – this isn't normal, you know, just how – well, no, I, I, and I, no, you're right, man. And that's where Steph playing the way he played last night. I mean, like, guys he, jumping on the ball for loose balls. Well, They're not only, 12? but I just mean like people, I don't think we fully, uh, maybe this gets said all the time, but I don't think we fully acknowledge what Steph has given up in terms of personal accolades. I think a lot of diehard Warriors fans do, and that's why they get so mad when they see people talking shit about it. Yeah, maybe like, that's true. You guys, this guy's a. But I, but I would say even like you and I, like even as someone who just watches stuff all the time and feels that way, yeah. like sometimes you just forget. Like, oh, I haven't. I like the whole. I didn't really think about it this year until last time. I'm like, God, this guy could just. That's right. I well, forgot he could aver- He could average thirty nine a night if he wanted. He could think, do that. I think he could get four. Because there were a couple yeah. times last night, they're like, "Okay, sure. we're gonna trap him at the three point line." He's like, "Okay, motherfuckers, you see me dribble, boom, boom, boom," and he's like, "Buy two of them." He he squeaks between the two, and then he shoots these like crazy runners. And a couple times, to me, he kind of you know with the way an NBA player shoots a half court shot, and it hits like uh, the yeah. dude, the fan from Toronto in the sixth row. 
he can have these moments where he like makes three guys miss, and then it's like I'm gonna do this crazy fadeaway one handed, and it hits like the it hits like the shot clock, and you're like, but you live with it. you're like whatever. <laughs> he can have some of those. His, but he, how his about his like seventeen like, foot push shot? Like what is that? That's not a jumper. It's, it's like a low liner. Yeah, it's like a one handed push. It's not a jumper. Do you know what you forget too? Is a couple times they'll be like doubling him, and he'll be like going through the legs. And then he'll kind of shake the big off, and the big will be like, well, I can't just leave my guy, so he'll kind of sag back off. And it's just like him and Van Fleet. And he's small, so it doesn't quite look like it, but it's basically Kobe Jordan. Like, I'm just going to hit this eight-footer in, 18-footer in your eye from the baseline. You How know? about – yeah. Well, he's like a – I don't – when he gets stuck in the corner against, like, Siakam or big guy, and he, like, leans like a boxer into their chest is my one of my favorite things because you know he's getting out of it. You know he's getting out of it if they don't get a double. You could, one guy against him in a corner is not enough. Like he will get out of it, especially if it's a big. I'll tell you this: like if I was in the NBA, like as a scout, there's always these. You players, think Grant like, Cohn is rolling his eyes at this positive conversation? <laughs> <laughs> in the NFL, that you have a soft spot for a player, I, I know he can play shitty, and it feels like he takes some shit. I got a soft spot for Serge Ibaka because I've seen him in the biggest games against the Warriors, and he was excellent. And then I see him now. The the I think they called it a foul, but last night there was a play. I think Draymond kind of drives from like the baseline and McKinney cuts hard and he throws it to McKinney and McKinney is going to throw down and his boys, wherever they're at on the couch, went up. Like that was the moment for the McKinney group. And he goes to slam. Ibaka went up two hands and was like, felt like 15 feet in the air. They call it a foul, but it was like, that motherfucker's coming to play tonight. Yeah. It's been a high level series. It's been, but he, to me, he, well, but but I would say like him, Kai, Kawhi played in big ass games. Kyle Danny. Lowry has had consistent just big game failures. Came to play. Danny Green big time games. Like Fred Van Vliet was one of the best teams that took Wichita freaking state to the Final Four. Right. Well, like, I was talking to Dan Beckler, who works for the 49ers, who hooked, who helped make uh, all the interviews happen the other day. He went to Wichita State, so I was picking his brain about. I think he has a close. Maybe his brother uh, is a video coordinator for Greg Marshall and has been there forever. And we were just talking about Ron Baker and Van Fleet. Van Fleet and Cle- was, Anthony Early was the other guy on that team. But Van Fleet was the biggest recruit. Like he was a legit four-star guy. Could have gone a lot of places. Like he was. He was your typical Wichita State overachiever. Then became an NBA player. I think he could have gone to like UCLA. Or, you know, he could have. He had options. He just chose to go there. Mm. Like to me, you just watch him. You go, that's. That's not like a random player. Like, he's a good NBA player. Right. Like, the Warriors would take him in a heartbeat, right, to, like, replace Livingston next year. Is he a free agent? Can we get him? No, they, I think they, can they get him? him. Not we, they? <laughs> I say, I, I just say we now. Uh, I was like, people, you're not, I'm, like, I'm not even a Warriors fan. I just ride with Steph Clay and Draymond. So, yeah, I'm a Steph Clay and Draymond. I drop we. There you go. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.